you're showing your body on your, on the FBF page on the get ready with Zaz. Like you're like, this is my stomach. This is Mm -hmm. me without shapewear. This is me with shapewear. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, you're not just saying like, Oh, get this, do the thing, buy the thing, like click this button and buy. It's like, no, no, like this is my real body. And this is the product on my real body. And I'm going to show all of that to you. What's up and welcome to the very best self podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Brown. Tune in each week as I have candid conversations with inspiring humans, including athletes, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and anyone out there making waves. Get ready to leave your comfort zone behind, step into your power, and live a more purpose-driven life. I am so happy that you're here. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the very best self podcast. I am your host, Victoria Brown, and I have Zakia Blaine on the podcast today. So she is the CEO of the lifestyle brand FBF Body. And so she has been on Good Morning America. She's been on The View. She shares her workout attire and athleisure wear, uh, including signature tights, shapewear, and more. So this might sound like an episode that is maybe for a select few people, like a certain you know, corner of the market, female, et cetera, but it's not. I promise you that this episode is for anyone and anyone who needs a mindset shift because we talk about, you know, what it means to be an entrepreneur, what it means to be a quote unquote girl boss, but my guy bosses can listen as well because there is something in there and in this episode for everyone. Uh, if you have ever experienced burnout, if you've ever experienced fatigue or, you know, anxiety when running a business or just being successful in general. So she's been at this uh, business of hers and scaled and brought it to a seven figure business that she started in 2012. Uh, and so she is quote unquote, killing the game, if you will, but it's been quite the journey to get to where she is. And now that she is where she is, she is really figuring out how to scale her mental health. So we're going to get into it today. Uh, I'm really excited for you guys to take a listen for this one because I really thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. So let's get into it. All right. Welcome back to the very best self podcast. You guys, I have Zakia Blaine on today and I'm so excited for this conversation. Um, just in all that I've learned about you, all that I've researched about you, um, and kind of what your message out to the world is and the passion that you put behind your work really, in my opinion, bleeds through on all of your platforms. So I'm super excited to have this conversation with you and so pumped to have you on today, Zakia. I'm excited to be here. We get to chat and have a good time. Yes. So for those of you who don't know who Zakia is, she is the CEO of the lifestyle brand FBF Body, and she's grown her business immensely. And she continues to expand. As far as what my research says, you started the business in 2010. Is that right? 2012. Okay. 2012. 2012. So we just turned 10 in August. Okay. Wow. Congratulations. That's incredible. Thank you. Um, and so you sell shapewear, matching sets, um, athleisure uh, for the plus size everyday woman. And if mm-hmm. I have that right. And if you were doing this in 2012, that means you were so ahead of ahead your Ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And I feel like that is why we have done so well and have amassed such a large community is because we literally came in when nobody was really paying attention to the needs 
of plus size women who wanted to work out, who wanted to be fit. It was kind of like, you know, it's always that age old thing that, you know, people like to tell people, I don't shy shy away from the word fat, but fat plus size people, you know, work out, you know, lose the weight, but you don't want to make the clothes for us to look cute when we work out and lose the weight. You know, you want us to go to the gym and wear oversized t-shirts and and sweats with holes in it. No, we want to look cute too. And, you know, that's where FBF came in and we kind of, we, we cornered that market. Yeah. Look good, feel good is a real thing for women of all shapes and all sizes. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. It's a real thing. And I totally, I totally feel you on that. I mean, it's like, you want to wear a cute outfit to the, to the gym and it like, it, it does change how you show up. It does change like the mentality that you're in when you walk into the gym or walk into any kind of like fitness space. So I love that. Um, so There was a journey that kind of led you to starting this business that is your fitness journey and the reason that you went down this path. And it was because something that kind of happened to you. So I'd love for you to share your story of what, you know, led you to this place. Uh, Well, you know, I've always been a a fit girl at heart. (laughs) Um, Even when I was in high school, you know, I was on the track team. I was a cheerleader. I was on the swim team. I've always been the active plus size girl. and. when uh, in 2010, I was diagnosed with a brain disorder called Chiari malformation, and I was put on a bunch of medication and the meds had severe side effects. You know, I would stutter, I would lose my memory. And so I really looked at diet and exercise as a way to get off of my meds. And so with that, FBF was born and FBF, a lot of people don't know, a lot, FBF stands for fuck being fat. And at the time I was teaching. I'm a retired school teacher and I was teaching and we would go on walks during our break. And it was summertime. We were teaching summer school. And one of my coworkers, she was like, man, fuck being fat. And I was like, man, fuck being fat. I was like, I want to put it on a t-shirt. And I didn't know like when or how or what was going to happen. And it was literally at the top of my mind because uh, at that time, and you know, again, this is 10 years ago. So a different climate, different words could be used and things like that. And so at that time, but also being somebody who is plus size and has always been plus size my entire life, um, you know, it's like you take back that word because people love to use that word to insult, you know, fat people. It's like the first thing they say, oh, you're fat. Oh, you're this. Okay, but I'm all of these other things inclusive of that. Um, That does not define me. So it was really like taking back that word and not a derogatory, you know, not a derogatory way. Um, but that's what people felt, you know, that's what people wanted to see. And so I really started FBF to help people be proactive in their health and not wait until something happened to them for them to decide to eat better or work out, but to really look at diet and exercise as a staple in your life. You know, I always think I'm like, dang, I've been working out for almost 12 years, like consistently every day. I'm like, it really is a part of your life. Um, And so I wanted to share that with other people. And that's how FBF started. Wow. And so you threw it on a T-shirt, not knowing. Threw it on a (laughs) T-shirt. What what was going to happen? And this is, I mean, 2012, we're talking like, this is like maybe early internet days of like Instagram. Mm -hmm. Was it even out? This was when Instagram Instagram first started. It wasn't. I was literally on Instagram when Instagram, no, Instagram was out because I remember we put our first flyer up and I don't know if you remember, um, Instagram had the, um, it was like a chalkboard filter and you could like write tight words on it. And that was literally like our first, 
content, our first marketing content was like a flyer. Like if you want to lose weight, I'll pay you. Here's my email. And that's literally how we started. So we started in August with the Fuck Being Fat Challenge. Um, and it was a weight loss challenge. And then in November of 2022, that's when we launched the t-shirts um, because the people in the challenge wanted stuff to wear to the gym. So we started, we launched the t-shirts Black Friday, 2012 wow. from my grandmother's kitchen in South Carolina. Yep. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. And so it's grown since then. And then you kind of started with the work, the, the challenges and the workout clothing and then the sweat sets. And so from what I've read on the internet also, you know, you moved into shapewear, but mm -hmm. there's a specific thing that happened. How did you end up moving into the shapewear category and selling that? So, um, about 2017, my doctors told me that, you know, if I wanted to walk when I was 50, I couldn't work out as strenuously as I was doing. You know, my knees were messed up. I was getting cortisone injections literally just to like keep up with my workout regimen. And um, at that time, I just stopped working out. And so I'm one of those people who has to work out to maintain my weight. And when I stopped working out, I no longer maintained my weight loss. And so then I started to gain weight. I'm always, I've also always been a fashion girl as well. So I do this thing on our, in our, on the internet called Getting Dressed With Za. And I basically just show people how to get dressed, how to work certain clothes. And I bought some shapewear and I posted it on Snapchat at the time. I'm a social girl as well. So I use all the social platforms. So I posted on Snapchat and literally like 800 people took a screenshot of it. And I was like, okay, so if all of these people are screenshotting this, then I, that means that we need to be selling this on our website. So I literally reached out to the manufacturer and I said, hey, you know, I have this community. I already have this brand. Um, we would love to have this product be a part of what we offer to our community, especially with weight loss. A lot of people think that, you know, you don't need shapewear if you're a certain size, but in the weight loss community, you have so many people who lose a lot of weight and you have excess skin. You can't afford to get skin removal surgery. So with that, shapewear helps you, you know, just define yourself and, and smooth you out underneath your clothes. Because a lot of people who have lost a lot of weight, they're very self-conscious about that loose skin that they have, especially if they can't, you know, get the weight loss surgery to have it removed. Um, and even myself, I just recently lost 70, 72 pounds and I'm, I still wear my shapewear, you know? So, and as we've seen, uh, you know, in fashion, women wear shapewear under anything, no matter what size you are. And literally that was the, a pivotal point for us because it literally took us from, you know, a six figure business to a seven figure business. And just me doing my getting dressed with Zaz and like showing people how to wear the shapewear, um, what outfits to wear it with and just being open and transparent because a lot of people at the time, you know, again, I was on Instagram when Instagram first started. And at the time when I was doing my weight loss challenge, there were so many other people who were doing weight loss challenges and things like that. And we know with weight, as in life, your weight will fluctuate, right? It's right. rarely a time that you stay one size your whole life. And if you, right. and if you're one of those people who are blessed to be one size your whole life, congrats, you know, but for most of us, we fluctuate, right? Right. And a lot at that time, a lot of the the fitness gurus were disappearing off of the internet because they were gaining weight and they were hiding from their communities because, like, wow. you know, here I am, the fitness guru, and now I've gained weight, but I didn't. I didn't hide. Um, 
I was very open and transparent about it. And I think because I could have just said, you know what, I'm done with this. I've gained this weight. Who, how can I be? And I thought that in my head, I'm like, how can I be the head of this weight loss fitness company? And I've gained more weight, you know, but that's life. And it is life. I didn't, and I also didn't stop. But the thing was, is that it wasn't because I was eating poorly. It wasn't because I wasn't working out because I was still doing all of those things. It was literally just medical, sometimes medical issues um, happen and, you know, you gain weight. And just like most recently, because the weight had gotten, you know, the weight gain had gotten a con- to a concern for me, I found out I was insulin resistant. I also had endometriosis. So there were a whole other, a lot of other factors just recently that before I lost this 70 some odd pounds. So it's been about a year or so, two years since I've been on this new weight loss journey and have now lost 72 pounds. But, you know, in 2020, when I was at my heaviest, which was 268, it was because of all these things. And I was going to my doctors and I was saying, hey, you know, something's wrong. Like I know how to lose weight. I am the queen of losing weight. You know, I teach people how to lose weight and it's just not coming off. And so that's when even sharing that prompted people, hey, I'm having the same issues, you know, prompted people to go see their doctors and, you know, ask more questions. So me being transparent is really what has allowed this community to continue to grow and share my story. So that's how we got into the shape. <laughs> I love that. Um, and thank you for sharing all of that. And uh, I find I find a lot of there's a lot of bits and a lot of pieces in everything that you just said that I find to be really, really inspiring, um, specifically that if you are supposed to be the like head or the example or, you know, the one guiding or leading everyone else, you know, to do something that there is this giant stigma that we are supposed to know all of the time that you're supposed to have all the answers that you're supposed to be the one who's figured it all out. And that doesn't mean, and that means that you should never have, you know, any kind of lapse in the way that you look or the way that you feel or the way that you Mm -hmm. act and all of these things. And it just isn't real. It's not sustainable and it isn't, it's just not the truth. And so absolutely. I love that you are sharing openly. And I i mean, I, I would agree that that probably is the secret to your success is your transparency and the way that you have shared openly, like, you know, I'm dealing with this or I'm struggling with this and, you know, the endometriosis, which I also have and struggle with myself um, and, you know, the health things and all of the other things that just happen as mm-hmm. not only a female, but just as, as a human being, as a human being, exactly. As a human being on this earth. Yeah. We go exactly. through stuff and like, and it affects us and, and our mental health and our physical health and all of these things. And just being transparent about that is, I find to be really, really inspiring. And, and also in terms of inspiring, um, and transparency, you know, it's like, you're, you're showing your body on your, on the FBF page on the get ready with Zaz. Like you're like, this is my stomach. This is Mm -hmm. me without shapewear. This is me with shapewear. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, you're not just saying like, Oh, get this, do the thing, buy the thing, like click this button and buy. It's like, no, no, like this is my real body. And this is the product on my real body. And I'm going to show all of that to you. And Mm -hmm. so I, I do really, really connect with that too. I was like, man, I was like, I fuck with her. I was like, I really, love this. Like I was like, I immediately was like, I really dig this chick. Like I love her. Like, this is awesome. Like, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Because, you know, in the world of social media, a lot of times everything is kind of smoke and mirrors. Right. And, you know, 
I think people can see through that. Some people want that. Some people want the delusion of the smoke and mirrors and they love it. But most people, they want to see people who are relatable to them and the things that they've gone through in their lives. And especially women, um, when we are always made to feel that we have to be perfect, whether it's being a perfect mother, a perfect wife, you know, a perfect partner, you know, all these things. And that affects us from right. our, you know, our mental health to our physical health, the way we look. And because the, the female body is so intricate and, you know, it could be one thing happening and it can throw you completely off, you know, like the mm-hmm. endometriosis, the PCOS, like all of these things. and a lot of people don't know. So it's like, I can go, I always say, you know, cause my son, he says, you know, it's always something with you. And I'm like, I feel like God gives me certain things so that I can overcome them and have a testimony to tell other people about it. And they can relate to my story. And I, uh, you know, when people come to me with excuses and I'm like, okay, well me too. You know, it's always like a me too. It's like me too. So now what's your excuse? You know, it's like you can overcome this. Just with others. And yeah, it's what's what's the lesson. Right. You know, there's there's never, you know, there's never a failure in my life ever. There's always a lesson. You know, I'm a big believer. Like you said, life be life. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I'm like, we all get dealt one hand in this life. And so it is our job to play the hell out of that hand. No matter what hand it is, it's our job to win at life. Right. Because we only get one. I it's so funny because I think that too and then I I do say with the dealing of the hands thing I'm like it's like poker like mm-hmm. you can win with a shitty hand exactly you can win the whole you can game win with, with the really worst hand. hand you just yeah. gotta know how to play it right um I love that I love that so damn much I mean so I think you know it sounds like to me from what I hear from what you share uh and your message it sounds like you know, you're giving the term girl boss a run for her, for her money, that, that term. <laughs> um, however, girl bosses get tired too. And so you also yes. talk about mental health and, you know, girl bosses getting tired. So let's talk mm-hmm. about burning the candle on both ends of the stick and understanding when it's time to reel it back a little bit. Yes. And you do um, to help you. <laughs> I think there's a shift that is happening um, especially in, in the girl boss era, because right. The girl boss era is kind of like a decade old, right? It's like, it's turning 10 for many of us. We've been here 10, 11, 12 years. And after a while it starts to get draining, you know, nobody talks about mental health aspect of being a girl boss. You know, it's always, I'm making seven figures and I'm doing this and I'm booked and I'm busy. And you right. know, you can be booked, busy and tired, right? <laughs> Yes. Yes. Busy and have anxiety. Like all of all of these things. I'm book busy and I keep having panic attacks. Um, they leave that part out, right? I'm booked and busy, but I'm going through a depressive episode. Nobody Mm. wants to talk about that aspect of it, um, which is a really big aspect of it. Because if you, you know, burn the candle at both ends, you ain't gonna have nothing left to burn. And I'm seeing the shift in a lot of entrepreneurs who are leaving their businesses, taking sabbaticals, you know, I need three, six, my my therapist told me I need to take three to six months off. I tried to take a month off in September. She was like, yeah, that was, that was bullshit. Like that, that wasn't even, that wasn't even a break. She said, and you were working yeah. half of the month. So like, what were you really doing? She's like, no, you need to take three to six months off. But I think we also live in this society of instant 
gratification. And we feel like if we take the time off, we're going to be forgotten. You know, the money's not going to keep on going. Our businesses are going to fail and they're not, you know, because many of us have built community where these people, they want to support us. They want to make sure that we are okay and that our mental well-being, because again, we're still leading the ship and we're leading by example. And so I think right now, especially for me, you know, I literally, I was telling you earlier, I just got placed back on anti-anxiety meds after not having to be on them for almost seven years. And it was hard for me. Um, But I ended up in the ER like within a week twice um, from having panic attacks um, back to back. And so it's really about kind of right now, my whole focus is stepping back and seeing how FBF looks in the future with me either taking a lesser role in the company because a lot the other thing about the girl bosses many of us have no formal business training right mm-hmm. we started these businesses by accident or you right, know just because we were passionate true, about something yeah g- true girl boss like she knows how to bootstrap so she right. figures shit out along the way I, I totally exactly and we've we figured it out along the way And, you know, for many of us to go from being, again, you know, my company started in my grandparents, well, first of all, in my mind. And then we started selling clothes from a kitchen in Conway, South Carolina with four t-shirts. We didn't even have any inventory. By the way. (laughs) Oh, did you? I did. That's That's right. In Conway, South Carolina. Yeah. I know Conway very well. (laughs) Exactly. That's, that's where I'm from. Um, And so literally like I had four sample t-shirts. When, when I started my business and now I have a seven figure business 10 years later. So all of the things that you have to learn to get there, scaling your business, hiring taxes that nobody teaches you about, you know what I'm saying? Right. I just, impl- we just got a 401k for our employees last week. Like all of these things, I didn't know. I'm literally learning on the fly. And so that comes with a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, a lot of responsibility, because everything falls on me at the end of the day. So, um, you know, I think just taking a step back and really focusing on my mental well-being is really important for me right now. I think that's valid. And I think what you're experiencing, I think I am hearing and I am seeing a lot of people are experiencing this, including myself. Because you're right. There is a shift that is happening right now. There is Mm -hmm. a major shift that is occurring. A major shift. Major. And it's like the way that we've always done things isn't working. It's not working anymore. Mm -hmm. And being the Mm -hmm. face of it all and being like, let me show you, let me guide you like at all times, 24 seven, the way social media has been like, share your life 24 seven, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Like, this is what I'm doing. This is where I'm going. This is how I can help you. This is what, like, it doesn't feel good anymore. Like not at all. And I did it too for a long time and it felt really good. And now I'm like, I don't know. See, at first I thought it was just, um, kind of something that came with age and I was maybe getting older. And so maybe like, Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to share in the same way because it didn't feel good anymore, but I don't think that's it. I think there is a shift that's occurring. And I also like fell in love with social media because it felt good. And there's, there's aspects to it that are no longer feeling good. So it's like trying to figure out like this new balance in this new wave in this new shift has been like, it's been particularly challenging. I think that's a bigger conversation around the effects of social media and our mental well-being. Because, you know, like you said, if you've been on social media for years, it was fun. You know, there was no insights. 
right? There were no monetizations tied to it. There were no, how many likes did you get there? You know, who's engaging with your post right now? Is this post getting enough, you know, shares and engagement? Is it, so it made it a job. It's like, you know, before when you could go and just post whatever your salad or whatever you were doing that day, nobody cared about and now it's like, okay, it's like you're dropping a new album every time you do like an Instagram post. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. is it going to be received well? Is it going to be a blockbuster hit? And then if it doesn't, you get that same feeling as if it's a flop. Like if, the, if it doesn't perform well, it makes you feel like what you just did does not matter mm-hmm. and that it's not good. So then again, thinking like when when an artist drops an album or when a theater, you know, when a, they put out a new movie, it's like, what were the box office sales this weekend? That's the same thing how Instagram and social media have made it with these likes and this engagement. It's like every time you put something out, is you get this anxiety of like, it's going to do well. And then you yep. tie that to your self-worth. Mm-hmm each and every time. And nobody is talking about that because I'm a 43-year-old woman, but imagine how that feels to a teenager. Uh, no, I don't want to imagine that. Right? But nobody's talking about it. Why? Because it's making money. Mm-hmm. And it's like, let's, and then, you know, with the algorithm, it's just, I could talk about it for days, but it, it, again, I think that is a, another part of the the mental health conversation that is very key, especially with a lot of businesses because, you have to do this. A lot of people have to use these platforms for um, marketing, you know, and I saw one company, is it Lush? They completely stopped using um, Instagram to market their business because of this, literally because of this reason. And they looked at other platforms to, to use for marketing. And so, like I said, it's a shift happening. People don't want to be there anymore because it's no longer enjoyable. It's really messing with people's mental health. And so it's like, why I want to come here and feel and feel like shit every day if I'm working hard on this content, you know what I mean? And then you don't even show it to the people. It's, and it's not even like the people that are in your community. It's literally like they're not even showing it to the people who are choosing to be there for you. So it's like, why even be here? Let me find right. another avenue. You know, let me. Right. And I think that's also another part of just being in business because you have to troubleshoot those things. Right. Okay, well, this isn't working. How else can I market my business? So I do a lot of email marketing. I do a lot of text marketing. And so where, you know, the sales from Instagram may have went down, my email marketing sales have gone up this year. So it's just, you got to, you play the game, but you got to do what's best for your mental well-being, especially a lot of us who are founders and CEOs and really running everything. Right. I mean, overall, I gain, what I gained from this conversation is you're really good at listening to yourself. It sounds like, you know, when you you saw a need in the market 10 years ago for your business and and you just jumped in and said, okay, let's figure this out as we go. And now you're seeing the shift and the change. And while it's hard to navigate, you're like, okay, like this is happening for a reason. I'm going to navigate this too. And right. it's like, let's figure it out. You know, it's, it's no exactly. different. Um, exactly. I love it. So let me ask you one final question, which is what is the best piece of advice that you would give to your younger self? Ooh, don't be married to the outcome of something, sometimes the magic is in the pivot, mm. you know, because when we get married to one one idea, right? A lot of us, when we were younger, we had this idea of what our lives are, was going to look like, right? I'm going to go to college. And I know for me, you know, I was going to go to college. I was going to do this. I was going to do that. I, I had it all planned out. I was going to do this, 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 this. None of that happened, right? <laughs> None of it happened. But this happened. FBF happened. 
having my children happen. And this is a life that I could have never even dreamed of. Right. So, you know, I wasn't married to that dream, but the magic, baby, oh, the magic was in the pivot that that I had to adjust to and has literally set me where I am right now, talking to you. <laughs> um, because, you know, 15-year-old me was never had this insight. I was going to grow up and be a math teacher and that was it. Right. And then and I did that, but look where I am now. <laughs> yeah. God was like, let me, let me sprinkle some other things in here. A little brain disorder for you, you know, a little, <laughs> something else. Let me sprinkle some stuff in here and see how you handle that. But apparently I handled it pretty well. So here yeah, I am. It does appear to be so. Um, thank you so much, Zakia. It was so, so lovely having you on today. Thank you for having me. This is an amazing conversation. All right. That is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I truly, 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 like genuinely really, really loved my conversation with Zakia. So I hope that you enjoyed listening uh, to her perspective, to her transparency, to her authenticity. That's what really drew me to her. So I loved chatting with her. And you can follow her on Instagram at Zakia Blaine at Z-A-K-I-A-B-L-A-I-N. And also you can follow her at FBF Body if you want to take a look at her business as well. Um, and of course, follow us at Very Best Self, me at Victoria Brown. Give us five stars. Please subscribe and make sure that you also leave a review if you haven't yet. We would love it. Uh, so thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you guys hopefully next week. Love you, mean it. VV out.